am Jacob Stevenson. And I'm Josh Way. Welcome to our podcast here at Shutter Speed Media. This is a podcast for people interested in both video and photo production in the automotive industry. Our goal is to share, educate, and entertain you guys with stories, experiences, and content that we've created. Plus, bring on guests to share their experiences in this field. Today, we're going to be talking about why we've been absent for the last couple of weeks. Um, big part of that is we were traveling. We... Uh, I had one week with back-to-back rallies where we left on a Friday and didn't come home till then the following Saturday. Um, and basically, we, we started in Minneapolis with the hometown rally of Crown Rally, ended in uh, Chicago, and then road trip through the night into uh, North Carolina to meet Corsa Rally, and we followed them down to Florida. That's right. So uh, Crown Rally North, that's sort of our... our uh, original first rally that you and I are both involved in. And this mm-hmm. is the, I don't know what year, sixth year of it. That's where so. we met. Yeah, that's where we met. Uh, this is the sixth year of it. And it goes just from Minneapolis to Chicago. So a little bit shorter, but they, they do a great job and plan a lot of fun route, uh, routes and um, experiences. There's two tracks we went on. Uh, one was the Hawkeye Downs in Cedar Rapids in Iowa. And the other one was the Audubon Country Club in Joliet, Illinois, which is awesome. I mean, that's a full, huge yeah. facility, private racetrack. Um, but yeah, we kind of you did the whole same uh, rig car situation there, covering that event, um, running the running the BMW all those miles, getting a lot of great footage. We got a lot of great drone footage of like the tracks um, and uh, the experiences there. I think everyone had a really good time. We lucked out with some uh, really good weather. It was pretty crazy though as we went through Cedar Rapids. If you remember the uh, the storm damage, they went through a really bad storm uh, there in August that uh, kind of wiped them out. I mean, it killed power for days, if not a week or more. And uh, <clears throat> almost every tree you came across was down or on a house. And it was just, I've, I've not experienced damage like that myself. I haven't seen a tornado or anything, but this I've always kind of wanted to see a tornado. Yeah, It's one too. thing to see the aftermath makes me think maybe I don't want to see a tornado, but you know, it'd be cool to see. It would be interesting to live through something like that and live through it and not die through it. But um, it was very, very uh, crazy to see that. But when we went on to Joliet and the racetrack and uh, had a good time. Yeah, we are amidst COVID. So it's amazing that these events can come about, even though there's so many rules and regulations and both events actually operated within all of their permits and rules from state to state and even county to county. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of day of switches, especially for Crown Rally coming into Chicago. Uh, I think the day before they dumped the original route, which was going to Wisconsin. Yes. And they switched it to Cedar Rapids. Which they've done. We've gone through Cedar Rapids before, so that wasn't mm-hmm. like abnormal. Right. Um, I don't think anyone scoffed at that. It was. There's a lot of great roads going down the river valley through like Dubuque and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone had a good time. Um, but after that rally, uh, we um, right away on Sunday decided to keep driving. Not decided, but we had a job uh, for another rally down in... Uh, North Carolina uh, the next day. So we just kept driving. Once we hit Chicago at the end of Crown Rally, um, made it to about Louisville and then uh, stayed the night there and then kept driving and met up with the Course America Rally in Asheville, North Carolina. Starting from the Biltmore State, they had already been rallying 
um, I think for three days, they would have started the same Friday Crown Rally <laughs> did, but in New York. And so right. the Corsa Rally North America was actually a combination of two of Thomas's events because of COVID. There were certain things that went down, and so he had to combine two events. They started in New York, and they actually ended at Key West. So we kind of caught them for the middle portion. After leaving Chicago, we rolled up to the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina. And then we started filming the next morning all the way down to, uh, I think we we followed the rally to Orlando. But yep. the next stop was uh, Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they had a lot of cool stops along the way there too. But just going back to the Biltmore, that was a really interesting and cool place to go start for us. Because that uh, is like the largest uh private residence in America, I believe. Uh, it's on a 3,000 acre. I uh, thought it was 8,000. 8,000 acres? 8,000 acres. I don't know. Whatever. Many you thousand acres <laughs> of uh, property and it's all beautiful and maintained and manicured to perfection. And there's tons of different events and gardens and things you can see. And so we had a lot of fun kind of exploring that for uh, the evening. Um, Even though Biltmore State was cool, the next morning we woke up and went to the Mountain Air Country Club, and I think that was even cooler. Yeah, that was a surprise. I I, uh, I had heard of that place. Um, so, yeah, we got up in the morning, all the rally cars, there's about how many? 50? Yeah. 50 rally cars tear up about a half an hour of driving up into the the Smoky Mountains a little more. Like uh, straight place vertical. The Mountain Air Country Club, which is a private gated community. Um, it's uh, it's on a golf, they have a golf course, but it's like literally on a mountain. I mean, some of these holes for the golf course, it, it, it's it's just a mountainside. Yeah, they said that that whole 10 or whole 5, there's a 500 vertical drop from T-Box to, <laughs> to green. <laughs> That's so much. for a go- It's like, it's a, it's, it's a surprise. Like, I'd be surprised if your ball just didn't roll all the way down to the hole. Right. You know, like just, you, te- you just put it off the, the tee off and it just rolls, rolls down. Right. Oh. Um, because yeah, you're driving up this, all of us were driving up and it, it's steep. I mean, it was really steep. We're in first gear and the BMW and chugging up and like a, like a locomotive, but it was, yeah, it was really steep. And then the goal there was to get to the very top where in this 100% private community, they have a private airstrip. And it's like no tower, no FAA, no flight restrictions for drones. It's like, cause it's a hundred percent private. Um, and it's a, what is it? It's three, three quarter mile. Just about a no, half I mile. Th- well, I think there the, are quarter the, mile drags we're doing. I right. Think. And we needed or some no, breaking no. space. Were they shorter? No, it was a quarter mile. I think it was quarter mile. Okay. So they the, were doing like 140 at the end of it. Okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a little over or about a half mile drag strip um, from very end to very end. Um, and you are literally on top of a mountain. I mean, you look off the end of the runway, if you're back a little enough, it just looks like this runway just disappears into the horizon line. And in the distance, there's gorgeous mountains, like smoky mountains. Um, yeah, one of the more beautiful places I've ever been in the United States, for sure. And we've climbed a lot of mountains with our with our rig cars. And if you guys remember us talking about from the Crown Rally West adventure, the rig car kept overheating and it was running hot. And so I did some diagnosis over the time we had between the events and actually found like this muddy beehive behind the AC condenser and before the radiator, which would explain why and the car's could have been overheating. Years old too, right? could have been, I'm probably the fifth or sixth owner. You got to remember that this rig car has 196,000 miles on it. 
So it's been well driven. I don't know if the radiator's ever been replaced because like the plastic fittings refused. So after replacing the radiator, we went and climbed some more mountains and it it actually performed flawlessly. Yeah, no worries. We're watching the heat and it it stayed right in, right in the, right in the specs it should have been. Did we know, did we estimate how many miles we drove for that trip? I know we started in, we started in Minneapolis and then we drove Cedar Rapids, Illinois, I can uh, do Kentucky, a quick deal North here. Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and then down to Miami, and then I shipped it home, so those miles Miami. don't really count. Um, I can work on that and get us a number, but um, while I do that, why don't you tell us about what happened on the mountaintop? What were we doing? So... From Mountain Air Country Club, we headed back down the mountains um, to the coast where we went and stayed at uh, the Hilton Head area. I think we were at a, the W or something. It was, a, it was a really big resort right on the ocean, which was super cool. I don't think I've ever been to that coast before. And I'm a California guy, so I like the California waters and ocean and mountains. And this is very comparable. Plus, the ocean was warm, so that was a bonus. Uh, but the next day we woke up, we had a second track day event with Corsa Rally um, over at Roebling Road Raceway, which is a pretty, um, you know, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it was like we were in the swamplands of Florida, basically. But they were the nicest people that work there. Oh, my goodness. Like, they were like, made us feel like we were like best friends and we want to come back for Christmas, you know? We are best friends. <laughs> His well, name we is John. Were, we were there, and as always, we get to do a couple party laps with the rig car out front leading pretty much the whole group on the racetrack, which looks for some pretty sweet shots, kind of like gridlock or just supercars on a track. Spent three, four hours there, and then we took off and headed into the Gaylord Palms Resort in Orlando, where actually our time technically ended, um, but we extended a day or two to go down to Miami. So we woke up with the Corsa Rally guys, launched from the Gaylord Palms with the rally, and kind of led them to the Boca Raton area where we peeled off, and they kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did the calculations we did. Like if it was all just direct, it was twenty one hundred miles. But with all the meanders and ups and downs and things that we did, plus my little extra meander for the Georgia High Point, I was guess I'm thinking we did about three thousand miles. That sounds about right. Um, but yeah, then we went to Miami. We met up with my uh, good buddy David Nickerson, who is a photographer down in uh, Fort Lauderdale area, and he got us connected with his buddy, and we ended up shooting a really sick uh, Ferrari 360 um, car that was converted was a- to manual. Yep. Right? And it was being in the in the process of being converted to a CS spec. Yeah. So it had the wheels, it had the front and rear bumpers, um, the tuning had been done. Uh, They're just kind of working out the fine there fine some, tuning, but a little bit of bugs. Yeah, there's some bugs, but uh, <laughs> looked super good. Speed yellow, whatever they call it, yellow, whatever the Ferrari word is. Speed yellow is BMW. Speed yellow is also a Porsche, but um, something yellow. Uh, for Ferrari. Yeah, we did that through Sunset, mm-hmm. which took us pretty much down to Miami. Yeah, then we ended up going through uh, the port area kind of by accident. We were trying to find some like kind of quieter roads there at Sunset. It was starting to get too dark, and we were getting frantic. And, and then we ended up getting stuck in the very confusing road little turnarounds of the port. And then like the port police were like 
on us and then they're like you have to get out of here well and i was like we're so we're lost like how do we get out of here these roads like literally zigzag yeah and um and we got a mini escort so we got a little <laughs> escort out of there with a, with a ferrari in the rig car um they kindly asked us to never come back yeah but then we woke up before the sun woke up and we met the savage garage team um and I've known the Savage Garage guys actually since the beginning. They came on the first Crown Rally. It was one of their first videos last April, which would have been North. And you can go watch those videos. You'll see Josh and I in the rig car and, and the adventures that that was. But we met up with them because Randy has purchased some new cars, one of which was the Pagani Huayra. And he bought it from Prestige Imports, I believe, in Miami, which they've got an apartment or an apartment in the Porsche Design Tower. So we're like, hey, guys, we're in the area. Let's hang out. We woke up. Get some just sweet glam shots of yeah, any car. Everything, cool, basically. But, um, we were happy they brought out the new Pagani for us. And, uh, yeah, they've got some incredible footage now, uh, which you can currently see yep. on their Savage Garage Clips channel. But we're going to be sharing some of that on our uh, YouTube and social media here soon. Um, but yeah, really cool. I'm just, that was my first time like spending any amount of time with the Pagani. I've seen several and been up close, but um, Randy's the man and you know, he let me get in it and he let me start it and rev it a bit. And uh, Randy that, did a burnout for the camera. And a burnout for the camera. He's owned the car a week and he's doing burnouts for cameras. Yeah. Which I love. That was my first experience ever with a Pagani. Yeah. Never seen one before. So that's pretty cool. I've seen him in pictures, of course, but right. I mean, the details on that car—it's it, like I know it's cliche to say this, but it's like it is a work of art. I mean, every detail of that car, um, Horacio Pagani, like poured over every part of it and put his his uh, whole heart into into every piece and made it something special and no expense spared. That car is just incredible. The carbon fiber work. Um, there's no like plastic anywhere. It's all metal. It's all carbon fiber. Leather straps to hold the boot and bonnet down. And every little nut and bolt has a Bugatti logo stamped in it. And it's just, and it's all um, what like titanium and magnesium. And yeah, what was fiber. Randy's comment? He said, every bolt is titanium. And it's like... Like every fastener bolt is titanium. It's like 50 bucks a bolt and there's like 18,000 or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Yeah, I don't Just know. insane. But yeah, they all... Every single one of those bolts has the Pagani logo stamped on it, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, we ran up and down the, uh, um, the Miami bridge area and got a ton of great shots with the palm trees in that car mm -hmm. um i got some drone shots and it was a it was a cool experience so we just kind of wanted to get some really good roller stuff of that and um and they could use it well as well it's kind of mutually beneficial actually um we at golden peaks productions are editing all of savage garages content so the stuff that you see on their clips channel and their main channel we've run our editing fingers through and have cut and assembled what are mostly final drafts and, and chimbo the face and the videographer of the channel makes all the final adjustments and throws them up so it's pretty neat um so what were your some of your favorite uh, moments from this trip jake obviously spending time with me is very high up there but we've got some quality time together we got a lot of cost sometimes a little too <laughs> much but um so like some notable like parts of the rallies crown or um, Corsa. most notable on crown rally um crown rally north last year was the event that we ran over the camera crown rally north oh. this year we did not run over the camera yeah so that's that's very notable safety features have increased which is really good yep um, um outside of that i think it was really cool to kind of 
see two different rally events that are well known on the internet, like back to back and experience what they both bring to offer or what they both have to offer. Mm-hmm. They're also both very different. And I think you could talk yeah, to that too, it's, but it's, I mean, the style of each kind of sets them apart and then brings that kind of person to those events. Sure. Neither one is better or worse than the other, I would yeah, say. I would agree. I'd agree. They're, they're, they're both really good. They're different. They have different ideologies about what a road rally should be. And, um, I appreciate them both for different reasons. So I'd say it's like, it's not fair to judge anyone as better or worse because mm-hmm. you can't say, first of all, until you've experienced them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy, I mean, I enjoy crown because they emphasize the driving. They really find those roads that get you on the routes that are like more intense driving. Um, but Corsa rally is more about uh, a little more downtime. So a shorter driving days, but then a little more uh, time as like as groups and, yeah. um, social events. So there's like, I mean, crown has that too, but it's just, it's more time. Um, so I, I enjoyed both. And then, uh, of course I had a couple of uh, race things as well as crown. And, um, yeah, you always got to have a track day on a yeah. rally event because people get itching. Yeah. There was two on each. So we did, yeah. there did Hawkeye Downs, a little oval and then Audubon country club, which is a great giant racetrack. And then on Corsa, there was the drag strip on that mountaintop, which was unbelievable and gorgeous. And then we went to Roebling Road, which is uh, uh, just shy of a two-mile road course. And mm-hmm. it was fun. It was, they're, they're hauling ass there, for sure. A little bit smaller, a little bit flatter than, than Brainerd, for reference. Uh, I wouldn't say it's flatter than Brainerd. Brainerd's pretty flat. <laughs> That's true. Um, they're both pretty flat. It's a hair shorter, <laughs> but um, there's fewer turns. But there are some um, off-camber corners at Roebling. That were kind of weird. On the back side, there's kind of a an off camber uh, right hander. That's yeah. I, man, I'd be I'd be kind of freaked out to be hauling through there in a rear wheel drive car. And actually, I believe they're raising money to redo the surface of the track. Yeah. So if anyone is listening that needs to donate money, well, if you're in the area, go go support your racetrack. Yeah. You know that's that's what we as car people have to do. You know, make sure you go and. Um, support your local racetracks we're all they're all uh going through covid together and not not enjoying it so any event you can get to i think is a good thing to do so josh you know as well as i do that connections are what makes our work turn gears and makes us money why to those people listening and want to know why we just stayed extra days without pay to go and shoot with dave nickerson and to shoot with savage garage what is the value in just making things happen? Well, um, I'm not a huge advocate of doing free work, obviously, especially once you know your value. Um, but you know, with shutter speed here, you and I are trying to start something here and, um, there is value in building relationships, especially, um, ones that you see value. Especially ones that you see like value in and, um, spending a little, we, we stayed, uh, two extra days in Miami on our own time just to, just to network with people and, and create cool stuff. And I think that will, uh, uh, go pay dividends, go a long way for us, pay dividends, um, <laughs> in the end. And it just helps establish relationships better. And, um, if you can create content there too, then that's, that's huge. You can, you never know where you're going to be able to use that stuff. Um, if it wasn't for something specific already. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I would say one of my favorite points of, uh, these rallies, uh, was 
one having really nothing to do with the rally itself, but um, a guy on Crown Rally who I've met on West has a Porsche GT4, and you guys know I'm all into Porsches, and yeah, specifically GT4s and GT3s are two of my favorites. Um, you know it's you know cooler. No, a BMW. don't say it. Ah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, GTRs. <laughs> Uh, hey GTRs. <laughs> GTRs low key are cool. GTRs unmolested look pretty good. Like David Nickerson's orange one looked really good. It looked Correct. clean and it looked just. But then you'd want to molest it yourself and just make I it what it could. I want to molest my car. Come that... on, a GTR. No, just make it all about. <laughs> I don't know. Back to the story. Um, anyway, this GT4 owner, shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, he let me, who he knows very little about and only knows me from one other event, um, let me drive his GT4 on the racetrack. And he's got it sort of track prepped. He's got race like uh, race uh, brakes on it. He's got a cage in it. He's got harnesses in it. He's it's, got a little a short shift kit in it, which it's crazy. It's got to be as close to the GT4 club sport. As you can get while keeping it street legal? Uh, you could strip out the interior more. Um, and there's a couple of little performance upgrades, I mean, suspension-wise, because he's still relatively stock suspension, um, which GT4 Club Sport has a full, full suspension pack. But I, would, I mean, I couldn't tell the difference with, you know, I, I was hopping in this thing. I've driven GT4s quite a bit. I've got, you know, 1,000-plus miles on a, on a couple of GT4s, and but never on a racetrack. And getting to go on a pretty fast racetrack with him, who is a member of that racetrack, and uh, he knows it inside and out, um, kind of talking to my ear, walking me through some corners and stuff, and that car specifically, because one, I've never driven GT4 on a racetrack before, and two, I've never driven that racetrack before ever. So it was like, hello, I'm all of a sudden driving one of my favorite cars on a sweet racetrack, and uh, it was sick. So huge shout out to you. You were awesome. I appreciate that, and that was a really cool experience, and uh, it really made me want a GT4 really bad, uh, even more so. Did you see they've announced the GT4 RS? Yeah. Yeah, that's been a rumor for a long time. And I, I don't know if it's officially been announced and announced yet. What do you yet. think the differences will be between... Power, power and arrow. Between the club sport and the RS as well. Yeah, it'll have a small horsepower bump, um, and then it's going to have a whole lot more arrow. Potentially a lighter flywheel like they did on most other RSs too. Um, so it's going to be more racy. It's going to be uh, quicker revving. It's going to have way more downforce with a huge, like, huge fixed wing, like... The GT4 or GT3 over the GT3 RS, like just those are the differences between them are big aero improvements. So that's what that's going to do on the on GT4 as well. Can't wait. It's going to be sweet. Um, hey, Jacob, tell us about when that girl hit on you at that uh, at that sushi bar. She was just drunk, man. She didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> Should we talk about that? No. <laughs> so another one of my favorite moments from, let's say, the overall trip would probably be when we actually landed in Miami at the end of it all. And we met up with our friends from Savage Garage, as we kind of talked about through the like uh, layout of our trip. But we ended with Savage Garage and we got to hang out with Jimbo and Randy and, and John Axe and their new Pagani Huayra. And filming something of that caliber, you can't really do it wrong because it always looks good on camera. But That's true. You know, we were just out there kind of playing with the beautiful scenery of Miami along the beach and the the ocean strip and I think just kind of that whole experience. I think they had a fun time too. You know, that's it's one thing to film 
like YouTube channel videos, but then when you get a rig car and you can like really film the cars. Right. And they also know, I mean, they don't, they don't do like high end footage all the time, like high end production footage, but they understand the process. So they're so easy to work with too. And on the walkie talkies, knowing right. what we're saying, Hey, do a flyby. Okay. Yep. Come right up to us and stop right in front of the camera. Like all yeah, these the, things the, we ask for to make cool footage. They, uh, they're right on Randy's like, he, you know, he doesn't hold back. He gets it and he gets it right. Yeah. They definitely know the motions because that's what they are. Right. They're, they're an automotive <laughs> video, create, video creator. So, so, yeah, that was cool. I would second that. That was uh, cool getting to work firsthand with a $3 million Pagani Waira um, in the flesh. Is that how much they are? New, maybe. I don't think he paid that. I don't know what I don't know. Millions. If check, it's out a- their, check out their YouTube channel. <laughs> it's easy. Go do that. Um, if you're listening, you should comment on um, uh, one of our photos that we're going to post when we post the Bagani Waira. Tell us what your favorite car to shoot would be. Cause I'd be interested to hear like what people think photo video. What's the car that you would like to see in front of your camera? So we do a lot of rallies and me and Josh with the team have a lot of conversations. Usually it's the same conversation every rally. And it is, what is your ideal rally car? Like if you were to just do these road rallies and you were to nice Alex. Thank you, Alex. I was going to try to send him a thank you note before he texted us, but so yeah, my ideal rally car, I think has been proven time and time again, to um, be a Nissan GTR by all the Porsche people that I know that, um, a GT three or RS or GT two, probably GT two would be, you know, even why like, not, why not like a nine eleven turbo? You get the uh, speed I and the comfort. Turbo S would be pretty sick. Cause think about you're, you're literally driving thousands of miles on these events. Right. But I'm not old enough to where I am like uncomfortable in a GT product yet. I will say that the Corsa rally has proven that the GT three slash three RS is the car to go to. Cause there were eight, I think on Corsa Rally. Yeah, there were a lot. And there's always a handful on, on Crown Rally as well. There's a lot of Porsche people in Minneapolis that love their cars and love to drive on these rallies. So any Porsche is kind of gold in my book. That's I, what I would choose. I like Dodge Vipers. But can you imagine that on a rally? <laughs> That'd be tough. You've got the trunk space. I mean, Adam, Adam does it all the time. One of the founders of Crown Rally. He's got a twin turbo Viper and he just... That is true. He's just a player. Like he just does it. And, uh, but I don't know if I could, that's like, I could in a gen five. It's so tight in the footwells and there's just like, it's just tight a, in there. You got a huge trunk, lots of space for your stuff. And it gets hot in there. Air conditioning. <laughs> if it can keep up the <laughs> heaters along the sides that literally have warning labels along the door sills that say it will burn you if you like touch it. But the Viper is just such a sweet car outside of that. I would probably honestly go with a Nissan GTR. No. I know how That's much fake. you despise. No, I'm being serious. Why? Think about how comfortable that would be. For th- it's literally a, like a Nissan Altima. Comfort isn't just fast. about like ergonomics. It's about the way it makes you feel. It makes me feel good. And I feel very uncomfortable in that car. Right. When it's shooting fire and I hear big turbo spools no. out of the ones I'm driving. Do that on like David Lockhart. He's got a eight, nine hundred horsepower, whatever Porsche turbo. turbo. And it looks so much better, and it makes all the same poppy noises it as does GT R. But that's what I go with. Porsche all the way. Boom! You are a Porsche fanboy. All right. Well, why wouldn't you say BMW? 
noise. <laughs> I love BMWs, but it's like we're speaking exotic, right? BMW, as much as I love exotic or BMWs, and I will always love BMWs. What, what, what about an i8? Nah, i8s are nothing, man. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the i8. I'm I also love BMW, but I'm not a fan of the i8. Yeah, I'm teasing. I do think that the guy on our team, Jonah, with the BMW M2, has proven that to be quite the rally car. Right. It's hauling not like people, the fastest when you compare it to the other hypercars and stuff. But yeah, but honestly, in a rally, you average 100 miles an hour, more or less. Yeah. And that's very doable for that car. But yeah. Well, that's a solid I did, car. I did like driving Brandon's uh, 675 LT yes. after Crown Rally. Yeah. But again, I don't know if I'd want to sit in that forever, too. That thing's pretty hardcore. That is hardcore. It's pretty hardcore. It's not fast. Any more, not any more hardcore than a 3RS with its bucket seats. Swap it out and put the regular seats in. You're good. Although, yeah, it doesn't come in that car. But. Um, what else? We are thankful for the work that we get to do, and we hope that you guys enjoy listening to it. But you should also go and watch the content that we're producing over these events, and and the opportunities that we get really wouldn't be possible without people hiring us like Crown Rally to shoot and document these events or Corsa Rally. And then our friends at Savage Garage and Dave Nickerson, a photographer from Florida, and basically just creating opportunity to put cool cars in front of our cool cameras. Right. Yeah. Huge shout out to everyone involved, countless people and all those rally organizations. And everyone on our team. Yes. We've had a few people swapping spots, but. Yeah. On the Crown Rally, we had Ben. Yeah. Guys in the Kutztei. Boris. We had Grant Dodds, your new hire. Yep. Um, You, me. Uh, Jonah in the M2 driving them. Um, and that was it. And that was it and for it was just the two of media. us Corsa. But yeah, well, still lots of people. Lots of people. And then Thomas at Corsa Rally, Rockstar, put on a good show. Um, we had a great first experience doing that rally. Um, everyone in that whole rally who we met for the first time welcomed us right in and um, was super cool. We enjoyed mm-hmm. meeting all of them. Um, some true car enthusiasts there. And then, uh, of course, the Miami crew. Miami's car crazy, man. I'd like to spend more time there. Don't know if I could live there, but I do want to spend more time there um, hanging out with everybody we, uh, we got to meet and hopefully more people we can meet um, and if you're uh, listening to this and you're in South Florida um, hit us up we'd love to connect with you and always keep networking and building um, building a network of people everywhere we go but- yep. we are fluent in traveling with all of our gear so thanks for listening to this podcast here at Shutter Speed we hope that this was a good one and we're kind of getting back in our groove after having a two week hiatus Yep, we're going to have a couple of good guests on uh, in the next couple of uh, podcasts, a couple of uh, video specialists and photo specialists on to talk about their stories and their experiences in this field. Um, So stay tuned to that. And as always, watch our social media channels on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And that is it. Thank you for listening.